0: This is significant, okay? So this section of the home has subsided, okay? And we wanna know why it's subsided. G'day, and welcome to the Making It With Miles podcast, uh, where we talk all three things, building, construction, renovations, uh, real estate, specifically with regards to building inspections, which is what I specialize in. Uh, We do double in some personal development stuff every now and then, but pretty rarely. Uh, There are two formats to the podcast. The first one is called The Shed. The Shed is where we discuss all these things uh, for property owners, people buying property, all that sort of stuff, just to help them with a bit of insights from a builder's perspective. And the other is called The Journey, which is uh, just where we dabble with a couple of personal development things, which I like to do every now and then. Now, if you like anything on the podcast, if there's anything that you find of value, please give us a follow, give us a rating, all those good things so we can reach out more people and help educate as many people as practical. This episode of The Shed, we will be discussing brickwork in residential properties. We're going to be talking about the types of cracks that we come across, how they are caused, uh, why it's important, uh, because the number one reason for cracks in properties is due to movement and rectifying that sort of stuff is very expensive. So have a listen in and we hope it gives you uh, some value. We're going to discuss the numerous types of brickwork construction. Now I've just given two examples, which is pretty basic and what we come across uh, more often. So the first one is the slab on ground, okay? So this is a concrete slab that the house sits on top of. Now there are sort of two elements to this. You've got your single skin brick veneer and then your double skin uh, brickwork. Now the single skin brick veneer is you have a timber frame on the inside and the brickwork on the outside. That brickwork is not a structural wall, okay? It is a veneer that is put in place that clads the house. When it is a double brick wall, so it has brickwork and then brickwork, this is classified as a structural wall, okay? So any types of cracks you get in a double brick wall is going to be a structural issue and it is more uh, important that action is taken place. The other type of construction, which is very, very common, is brickwork on strip footings. So you'll get your 80s house that is all brickwork and concrete stumps. So what you face is you'll have the external perimeter of the house has a concrete strip footing that goes around the outside. And on the inside of the property, you have like concrete stumps, which supports the timber frame and the timber structure above that, okay? Now, again, there's still two elements to this. You can have your single skin brick veneer, then similar as before, the timber structure on the inside is what holds up the building, and then there's the veneer on the outside, which is connected to the frame. If you have a double skin brick wall, then again, it's a structural component and action definitely needs to be taken place in those situations. So we want to ask ourselves, why is it important to identify these problems in brickwork? So the first one we have is the cracks we see are due to movement in the footings below. Now we will go into the severity of the cracks, but ideally if the brickwork has cracks in it, it has moved from when it was put in place. We don't build walls with cracks in them. Pretty straightforward, okay? Now, continuous major movement is what can lead to major collapse, which can cause injury. Um, So obviously if there's major move, if the crack starts off small and you get more movement, more movement, and all of a sudden this veneer, which is hanging onto your timber frame, or maybe the structural wall can just simply collapse. Okay, this takes a long period of time uh, in most cases, but it's a possibility. Most of the time it's important to identify these things because it's a costly process to rectify excessive structural movement, okay? Or even the beginnings of it. So the sooner you mitigate the issue, the better off you're gonna be in the long run. And the last one is more or less, got cracks in double brickwork is um, a structural issue. So it needs to be actioned immediately. So even if you see the smallest crack in a double brick wall, there's movement in the footings, which is common, but also it's a structural component. So you really need to rectify that sooner than later and not leave it out because the reason being is, you can have a brick veneer home, which isn't structural and the brickwork can come apart and fall apart in pieces. Now it's a safety issue if you're standing next to it, but technically the structure will still will still be hanging on for dear life um, because it's all a timber frame, okay? It's, but if it's double brick, it needs to be actioned immediately, all right? So when we inspect properties, there's actually a a damage category that we work with, uh, which is built into the Australian standard for inspecting properties. And there are four damage categories that we work off, okay? Now, again, it's all interpretive of the building inspector, but more or less, these are the things that can occur based on the size of the cracks that we're gonna come across. So we'll go through the types of cracks we come across and the things that you will sort of face and see from them. First one are your hairline cracks, which are 0.1 millimeters, we're talking A hair, as you would understand. Now, the category here is zero. A hairline crack is of no concern. If it's under one millimeter, uh, while you've got nothing to worry about, it can just be a default in the brick. It can be of no concern at all. So it's one to monitor, but nothing that you need to action anything for. Now, the first damage category, damage category one, are fine cracks that do not need repair. So what we're talking is a crack that is of one millimeter, okay? So one millimeter crack, uh, no action to be taken, be mindful of it, monitor it, that's it. The damage category number two is cracks noticeable, but easily filled, okay? You're gonna find doors and windows will be slightly sticking. Now these are cracks between one millimeter and five millimeters, okay? Now for me personally, five millimeter crack is there's some significant things happening. Uh, I would put it as moderate movement, um, but this is what we put as damage category two. Now damage category three is between five millimeters and 15 millimeters, okay? So crack can be repaired uh, and and possibly a small amount of the wall can be replaced. Doors and windows will be sticking, your service pipes uh, can fracture uh, within that movement area and weather tightness is often impaired. Obviously you have a crack that's, you know, 15 millimetres, water's going to get into that cavity. The last is damage category number four, which is the most severe, which is between 15 millimetres and 25 millimetres. So you're putting your hand into these cracks in the brickwork, all right? Uh, So these need extensive repair work involving breaking out, replacing sections of the wall, uh, especially over doors and windows. Door frames will be distorted. Walls will lean uh, or noticeably be uh, bulging in numerous areas. Some loss of bearing in beams and service pipes will be disrupted. So, major concern here is the movement that's associated with it. And then due to that movement, this is the other things that you will come across in your house. So, when you do have doors that in a local area that stick and, you know, in summer they work and in winter they don't, this is just due to that general movement. But it can also be caused to the start of, a major issue over the long run, which we will get into now. So I'm going to give you four ways in which cracks can occur in your brickwork and more or less how to fix them. Okay, so number one, we've got the slab heave and general movement. Now this is very, very common, okay? Now it's more severe in different soil classes. So the more clay the soil, the more reactive it is, the more of this movement you can get, okay? Now, the way in which slab heave works or just what we call just general movement is the soil itself is what is uh, expanding and contracting and is lifting the house up and down. Now, this can be just a concrete slab. It also also can be strip footings, okay? So you might have, uh, the best way to explain is you you have a a, a block of uh, concrete, for example, and on the inside is dry soil, there's no issue. On the outside you have this wet clay soil which is expanding which is pushing up that concrete footing and that's where you can get this movement okay so one side of the house might be bone dry and not getting a lot of moisture ground moisture and the other side's getting a lot of moisture from the rain and that is what's lifting and the other side's just staying where it is okay so it's this movement in the ground which is lifting and subsiding the home now it's very common you'll come across this when you um you'll notice in different seasons you'll All of a sudden, one day, your front door opens and closes, no worries. And then six months later, it sticks, it binds, it's a pain in the ass, and you're wondering what's going on, okay? This is this general movement that you can come across. Now, not all general movement is general. It can be the start of some more uh, severe movement, which there are some things we'll put in place to mitigate that, uh, which we'll get to. Now, the fix we have for the slab heave and general movement is... Uh, having Aggie drains around the property as best as practical. Now, if you can mitigate the water that sits around the house, which just comes from nature, all right, and wants to create this movement, the best thing to do is aggie drains. What that is is it's a it's a drain in ground where it picks up the moisture in the soil and then diverts it into your stormwater system. So it takes as much moisture as it can away from adjacent the property, and that mitigates that sort of movement you get. You're still probably going to get a little bit of movement, uh, but you're reducing it as much as as much as practical. Now, the second way in which you can get cracks to occur is the common one which we come across very often is water leaks and damaged plumbing. Now, I can't stress enough. Major movement in properties is due to damaged in-ground plumbing majority of the time, okay? So we're gonna go through this in numerous stages throughout this uh, podcast, but this is the number one thing to be looking out for, okay? so. The way in which this happens and this works is similar to the general movement, okay? So for example, you're at the corner of the house, you've got your storm water. So all the water that's captured from the roof runs through some pipes around the house. One section is damaged, the tree root in it, it's fall apart, whatever, all right? or you have a water pipe that goes into the house and that water pipe is leaking in that local area. Now, an excessive amount of water in one location is going to do numerous things. It will expand that soil in that local area. It can wash away the soil underneath the the actual footings themselves, which then will subside the footing as there's no foundation for it to sit on. This is what is leading to these major movement issues in the property, okay? Now, the rectification for this process is, is, is pretty simple. The first thing you want to do is you do a plumbing inspection, okay? So you're getting cameras into all the stormwater, all the sewer, checking the pressure of all the pipe works, and making sure that there is no leaks of the home, that the water coming in is staying in the pipes. Any stormwater that is captured, any sewer that goes out of the property is not leaking out along the way. It's getting to its point of discharge at the front of the house, back of the house, wherever that may be and there's no concerns, no issues. Now, if you find damage to this in-ground plumbing, it is a matter of rectifying it there and then, okay? You may need to undertake some footing rectification. So for example, if you've just got some minor cracking and that pipe just needed a little fix, but the soil around it isn't too bad, it's not too too wet, it hasn't undermined the home, well then, safe to say, once that soil dries, dries out, then the property itself will stop subsiding, happy days. If there is a situation where you dig up the pipe and there is just a massive cavity underneath the home, well, then you're looking at doing underpinning, which is supporting that footing of the section of the property so it doesn't subside any further. You can actually lift it in some some situations, um, but it's definitely never a guarantee. The third way in which cracks can occur, uh, this is uncommon, but it can be due to poor construction practices. Now, what that would look like is if you've got cracks around the property and you've added the aggie drains and you've checked all the plumbing and everything seems hunky-dory, it could simply be due to poor construction uh, when it was done two years ago, 200 years ago. It doesn't really matter. Now, the way in which this needs to be rectified is is, is pretty simple. You're going to have to get some underpinning put in place. So you're going to need an engineer to come out and design a footing system in place to fix the issue you have, okay? So this isn't as simple, simple as adding in some drainage or just getting an underpinner out to have a play around. You need an engineer out to design something that will work for them, which will work for you, and then you can't argue with that. The last one, which again is pretty uncommon, but does occur, which is a lack of expansion joints in the brickwork. So depending on the soil classification, which we won't go too into depth with, is brickwork needs to have control joints. So there's sections around the house which move and contract. Uh, Now, if everything's been bricked tight, you can get cracks due to that movement all right this is specific with brick veneer structures um, now what they will look like is you, you'll see it around properties you'll see this, this vertical line with this black bit of foam in there or it's been siliconed as well which is what should happen uh, now this section here can sort of move and contract and go in and out which is is common okay you'll get some next to windows um, and just through straight sections of brickwork now this is again, uncommon. To fix this, if you, you know, come across a house that you've moved into, you start getting these cracks and realize there is actually no expansion joints, uh, you would just simply get a builder out or a bricklayer out to identify where the control joints should be and then you will literally get a demo saw and put a cut down that area at least 10 millimeters wide, put put the filler in there which is that foamy stuff, seal it all up and that's your control joint. Pretty simple, okay? Now that we understand the Types of cracks we can come across and the ways in which those cracks can occur what we're going to do is just throw a few scenarios out there which we do come across often and we're going to look at how we would fix that issue based on the problem at hand scenario number one i have a large crack about 10 millimeters wide it's on the northwest corner of my home only now What this is indicating is that even if it's a slab or a strip footing, there's one section of the house, which has a 10 mil crack. So, you you know, get your little hands in there. This is significant, okay? So, this section of the home has subsided, okay? And we want to know why it's subsided, all right? So, the the course of action that you will take is first things first, you're doing a plumbing inspection, okay? You are checking that all the in-ground plumbing around the property is all in good working order, okay? Now, if this section of the area has some damaged in-ground plumbing, all right, that might be a stormwater pipe that is just has an open end. Well, your first step is obviously is fixing that. Now, if you've got a ten mil crack, you are getting a structural engineer out to give you a design for the underpinner who will rectify the footing issue uh, to proceed with. Okay, you really need to get it designed correctly by a structural engineer. I can't say it enough. When you start getting to structural issues of this magnitude, uh, the underpinners are definitely knowledgeable and know what they're in for and they have done it a million times, but you ideally want to get it designed right. So if, for example, you're ever to sell the property and there has been signs of movement, you can say you did every step practical, you did best practice and to achieve the best result. Engineer out, told you what you had to do, got a qualified, reputable underpinner out, They've done the job, they've signed it off, the plumbing's rectified, there's no issues, no butts, no complaints from whoever's buying that property and you are sweet to go. The second scenario that we have is I have a section outside my laundry window with a stepped crack of maximum five millimeters down to the control joint. This is really common, it's, I've seen this numerous times. You got the blind side of the property, you're looking at the laundry door, you got the little window next to it and there's a little stepped crack, which goes to a control joint, all right? Now, we wanna know, again, is the plumbing in good working order? We're gonna do a plumbing inspection. We're gonna check that area of the house out to see if there has been any damage in ground plumbing, water issues, sewer issues, all that sort of stuff. If there has been, we will fix it. Once fixed, we will engage an underpinner to come out and assess the site. Now, based on their experience, they will come out and they will see if underpinning is necessary or not. Okay, so they can assess to see if there's been dips and dives in the slab or whatever the circumstances are, and you may need it underpinned or you may just get away with leaving it as it is with no further action, right? Five millimeters, can be significant to some, but if you fix the issue, it shouldn't move any further, okay? Scenario number three, I have numerous cracks on one elevation of my home. So what we're saying here is we might be on the blind side of the property and we've got some numerous cracks. They're small. They're only one millimeter, some hairline cracks here and there, but it's consistent along the whole side of the house, which is bizarre because the rest of the house is completely fine. Again, what we're looking for, we're looking for damaging ground plumbing. Do a plumbing inspection, shove the camera down that stormwater drain, shove it down the sewer, have a gaze, have a look and make sure everything's in working order. Now, two things that can occur here. You might have no issues with the drainage whatsoever, or you might have a lot of issues with the drainage. Two things you can do, fix the drainage that's in place. If there are no issues, all right, I would be installing Aggie drains along that section of the property and then just continue to monitor the home. So it might just simply be that side of the home is getting a lot more water uh, up against it. Uh, You might be on a hill, might be the house next door that's overflowing all its water, all right? And you're getting that general movement and that subsidence and slab heave and all those bits and pieces. So you're trying to get that surface water away as best as practical, now monitor it. If you see continuous movement and it's getting worse and worse and you've added this drainage, you're not too sure what's going on, then this could be poor construction. All right, this could be a further issue that is going to cause you much bigger dramas and best action it sooner than later. The fourth scenario is something that we come across very often. And that is, there's sections around the property that have minor cracking, you know, one to three millimeters in numerous areas, okay? You might have one under a window in the laundry, one near the front door, one near the back living area, all that type of stuff. There are a couple of things in place here that I believe, have to occur. You need to add drainage around the property. It is highly unlikely that there is Aggie drains around that house, because not a lot of builders do it. We just aren't required to do it, so we don't. I would be adding Aggie drains around the house, step one, to help with that issue. Step two, obviously we are doing as we are always doing, and that is a plumbing inspection to make sure everything is in place and there's no damaged uh, there's no damaged pipework in ground. If that's all sweet, Aggie drains in place, as again, we're monitoring it, all right? It is, again, highly unlikely that there is any underpinning that will be necessary. Ideally, you can rectify that issue and it just falls back to general movement in the property. But again, you want to monitor it to ensure that those cracks aren't getting bigger. That was pretty easy. Get a text to mark on that wall, put a date next to it, measure it, put it on there, wait 12 months, it might not move at all. It might even close up. And that would be simply from that general movement that you get in properties, okay? So to recap, not all cracks are around the home are of serious concern, but be mindful that all major cracking started off small. Okay, so what you need to do here is you wanna just determine if you've got an issue or if you don't have an issue. We can relate cracks back to general movement or damaged in-ground plumbing or poor footing design or poor workmanship, all those types of things. So you need to distinguish the two. Again, very clear, Can't say it enough, as a general maintenance item, in-ground plumbing inspections are very critical for homes to again, eliminate this as a leading cause to movement in the property. Other than that, adding Aggie drains around the house, getting that surface water captured and distributed out to the stormwater to your point of discharge to help mitigate, not eliminate, mitigate that general movement and slab heave and all those things that you can get in the property. And just being mindful of it, monitor the house. Just if there are any a couple of cracks, just mark them up, check them out, be mindful of them where they are, if any new ones come up, maybe then seek a professional to come out to assess the house and give you some further advice and understanding of what could be causing all these things, all right? So I wanna finish by telling you to ensure you spend some time walking around your house, understanding where all the movement is, if you have any, mark it up on the wall so you can come back and monitor it undertake your in-ground plumbing inspection to ensure all in-ground plumbing is working as it should and that is not causing any movement in the property because let's be real movement in brickwork like this major slab movement all things like that are going to be a very 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 costly process that you don't see the results of all right you can spend fifty thousand dollars on a kitchen and bathroom renovation and it can look sexy spending fifty thousand dollars on Underpinning the whole entire of your property uh, will leave you with nothing. The house will stop moving. So, really, be mindful. It's a it's it's a critical maintenance item that you need to be aware of, and you need to just action it accordingly. Now, I hope this gave you some insights of to what movements can occur in the property, how to fix them, who to go to, all those types of things. If this gave you any value, please share. Please like, subscribe, all those good things. We want to help provide as much uh, information for as many people as possible. And we will see you on the next one. Thanks.